Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's time for Herd Roundup, your weekly look back at Thundering Herd Athletics. And now this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Excuse me. Welcome to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall University Athletics. I'm Ben Cower. And I'm and I'm Ben Anderson. Ahead of this week's edition of Herd Roundup, we'll update you on Marshall men's women's basketball, Marshall softball, baseball, and the rest of the news in Marshall Athletics. First on this edition, this past week, the Marshall Thundering Herd women's basketball team officially announced its eighth ever coach in Kim Stevens. Stevens, the NCAA D2 national champion head coach of Glenville State, or Glenville State's women's basketball program, will now look to start fresh with a D1 program at Marshall here in Huntington. FM 88 Sports' Ben Anderson reports. That was the sound of fans welcoming Kim Stevens as the eighth head coach of Marshall women's basketball. Coach Stevens says her dream to coach came from her late father and former Parkersburg South women's basketball head coach, Scott Stevens. Absolutely. He's the reason I want to coach. I used to come home from practice and see how hard he was working, just watching film, and that's back in the day with the VHS. So he would just be watching film, and he was a phenomenal coach, and so that's just what I wanted to do and try to live up to his legacy. Kim Stevens comes to Marshall from Glenville State and says the reason why she chose Marshall is to be able to stay in the state of West. Virginia. I think one of the biggest things was it kept me in my home state. I think that's important. And then I also, again, I think that Marshall is on the upswing. I think great things are happening here. And then the other reason would be the talent that's on the roster. Kim Stevens coached seven seasons at Glenville State, going 191 and 24 and winning a Division II National Championship. And known for her fast pace and aggressive defensive style of play, looks to carry the same winning strategy to Marshall. Raising a standard, and the standard's going to be pretty high, and I'm not going to come down on it. They're going to meet and I think that's how championship cultures are made, right? The standard's going to be here starting tomorrow, and they're going to have to keep chipping away to get up to that standard. And once they get there, we're going to rise it. And I think that that's where we start. Coach Stevens' contract is a seven-year deal to continue the legacy of her father coaching basketball in the state of West Virginia. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Now we'll swap to men's basketball news, starting off with a shocker. Marshall's star freshman center and Sunbelt freshman of the year, Micah Hanlockton, has entered the transfer portal. Hanlockton averaged 7.6 points, 9.8 rebounds, and 2.3 blocks per game. Only 10 players in D1 averaged more blocks than Hanlockton, who ranked 16th nationally with his rebounding average. Hanlockton also earned 315 rebounds in his first season at Marshall, 109 of those offensively. He also started all 32 games for Marshall, playing more than 25 minutes per game on average. It will be interesting to see where Hen Lockton ends up next, although his absence will surely be felt next season here in Huntington. Also, in men's basketball news, Yesterday, fifth-year senior Tavion Kinsey was named to the 2023 Lou Henson All-American team. Kinsey had quite the final year here in college, being named the Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, the first-team All-Conference, 
NABC 23, first team in WSBWA All District 2. Kenzie scores 706 points, 22.1 points per game, to lead the conference and rank seventh in the nation this season. Kenzie's 20 games of 20 more points and his 271 made field goals also led the conference while ranking third in Division One men's basketball with his made with his made field goals. He tied a career high 37 points at Georgia State on February 11th, the most by any student athlete in a Sun Belt Conference game this season. Kenzie also became the program's all-time leader in made field goals at Old Dominion, passing Skip Henderson's mark of 1,000, and became the program's all-time leader in points against Texas State in the quarterfinals of the Sun Belt Conference tournament when he passed John Elmore. Certainly, Marshall will miss both Kenzie and. Hans- locked in next season as it looks forward as it looks towards its second year in Sunbelt play. Right now uh, yeah, right now we are going to step aside for a short break. When we return we'll update you in Marshall softball and baseball. You're listening to Herd Roundup. Pertussis, more commonly known as whooping cough, is a very serious disease, especially for infants. It's often spread to babies from older kids or adults who may not even know they have it. Whooping cough is a real threat to your baby today. To stay protected, get your baby and everyone around your baby vaccinated. Vaccination is protection. Learn more at www.cdc.gov pertussis. A message from CDC. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said, you are the picture of health? You look healthy and you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Doesn't always cause symptoms, but it can be prevented. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hey, this is former Marshall basketball player Ryan Taylor, and you're listening to the worldwide leader in Marshall athletic coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall athletics. I'm Ben Anderson. And I'm Ben Cower. This weekend, the Marshalls or excuse me, this weekend, uh, Marshall Softball had a pl- plenty of action versus the Southern Miss. Uh, versus Southern Miss. Uh, here's John Bogus with the weekend recap. The Marshall Softball team swept its Sunbelt home opener and broke the record for most consecutive games won in program history to cap off another historic week. In the Sunbelt home opener last weekend, the Herd defeated the Southern Miss Golden Eagles in all three games they played. It received its 18th consecutive win Tuesday against the Northern Kentucky Norse, surpassing the 2017 team's 17 consecutive game win streak. After sweeping the Golden Eagles, the Herd remained the only Sunbelt team undefeated in conference play with a 4-0 conference record. The Golden Eagles, on the other hand, are the last team to have not won a game in the Sunbelt with a 0-6 conference record. Marshall coach Megan Smith-Lyon was proud of the fight her team put into the series. Sweeps are really, really difficult to do in any conference, but specifically in the Sun Belt. The last day, I always tell the team it's about who wants it more, who's going to fight the hardest, who's going to have the most guts, and I felt like that was us. We were able to be scrappy and make some things happen to get the job done. 
Graduate senior pitcher Sidney Nestor was a key player in the victories this weekend, pitching two complete game shutouts. The Herd has had eight shutout victories so far this season, with Nestor being in the circle for seven. She has left Sunbelt opponents scoreless through 20 innings and leads the Sunbelt in strikeouts with 142. This weekend, I have just tried to pitch fearlessly. I think previously I've kind of been a little aware of my season ending a little bit, and so I think I've been pressing a little bit too hard. And so this weekend I wanted to go in just take pitch by pitch, and I think that's what really worked this weekend is just focusing on what I can do at the best of my ability. Nestor isn't the only standout at Marshall, as the herd overall leads many statistical categories in the Sun Belt. It leads to conference in batting average, hits, RBI, stolen bases, and ERA. While the accomplishments are great, Smith Lyon doesn't want the team to get ahead of itself. There's a long way to go, right? We have to focus on our process and stay locked in on that. We don't really look too far ahead. We look at each day, one day at a time, and focus in on the little things, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Marshall was originally supposed to begin the series Friday, but inclement weather pushed the start of the series back to Saturday. The Herd still played all three scheduled games, with the doubleheader being played on a windy Saturday morning. In the first game of Saturday's doubleheader, the Herd won 4-0. Nestor allowed only one hit to the Golden Eagles in the top of the fourth inning. The Herd would score the first round of the game in the bottom of the fourth, when Riley Lucas hit a single to bring Grace Chellman in. Marshall would score three more runs in the sixth inning, when Cameron McCollis hit her first home run of the season. The Golden Eagles ace pitcher Morgan Leinstock had only allowed two other home runs before McCollis's. The second game was completely different from the first, with the score being 17-9. The lead changed five times, and three total home runs were hit. The Herd scored a total of three runs in the first two innings, but the Golden Eagles took the lead in the top of the third inning after they scored one in the second inning and three in the third. The Herd took the lead back in the bottom of the third after a home run by Chelman brought three more in. The Golden Eagles responded in the fourth inning with three more runs to take the lead back, but the Herd would once again take it back with three runs that included a two-run home run by Bub Faringa. Bree Godfrey would come in the pitch the remainder of the game and only allow the Golden Eagles one more run in the sixth. The Herd had seven total runs in the fifth and sixth inning with a walk-off single from Autumn Owen enforcing the mercy rule. The win was tough. It made the game uh, very interesting, to say the least. Very difficult conditions for people to, to handle, and we made sure to talk to our team about that. Both pitchers on both teams struggled a little bit, both pitching staffs, because of the, the conditions, defense too. We just had to understand that that's not normal. Sunday, the Herd once again won 4-0, with Nestor and Linestock in the circle again. Marshall took the lead early when Brooklyn Ulrich was walked on loaded bases, bringing in Faringa. The Herd would score two more in the fourth following an error and another loaded bases walk. The final run was scored by Alex Coleman, whose sacrifice ground out brought Lauren Love home. The Herd then played Northern Kentucky at home Tuesday, winning 13-1. Sidney Bickle scored the first run in the first inning after stealing home. The Herd scored five more runs in the second inning, and Bickle hit her first career home run. In the third inning, Marshall scored seven more runs, setting up the mercy rule. The Norse only managed one run in the fifth inning, ending the game. The Herd will look to continue the streak when it plays the Georgia State Panthers at Dot Hicks Field in a three-game series starting Friday. You can listen to all of those games right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Bogus. Thanks, John. Marshall softball's game against Georgia State was postponed today due to inclement weather, and the Herd will play one game Saturday morning with a doubleheader on Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Second game Sunday is scheduled to follow 30 minutes after the first game.
Marshall Softball also played another non-conference game this Tuesday as the Thundering Herd defeated Northern Kentucky 13-1 for its record 18th consecutive win. The 18 wins in a row is a a new program record surpassing the 2017 17-game winning streak. Sidney Pickle stole home in the bottom of the first half of the first to score the game's opening run. Bickle had a day to remember, also hitting her first career home run in a part in a part of the five run second inning for Marshall. Excuse me. Marshall tacked on seven more in the third, set up a run rule scenario. Four Thunderhead batters had multiple R- had multi-RBI games, including Alex Coleman, Bickle, Ottomoe, and Brooklyn Ulrich, driving in a pair of runs with an RBI triple as well. Junior pitcher Savannah Rice earned her seventh win in the circle of the season after striking out ten batters in five innings and allowing just two hits with no walks. And right now, we are going to step aside for another short break. When we return, we will update you on Marshall baseball as well as football. You're listening to Herd Roundup. Hi, this is Terrence Howard. My mother was the cornerstone of our family. She shaped me as an actor, a musician, as a human being. So when she was diagnosed with colon cancer, it was like our whole family got cancer. And she died when she was only 56, so this is personal. Now hopefully my heartbreak is your wake-up call. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer, but you can prevent this disease. Screening finds precancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer. I've been screened. If you think that you're at an increased risk like I am, ask your doctor when to start screening. And if you're 50 or older, get screened. I don't have my mother anymore. So please, do everything that you can to stay around for yourself and for your family. Screening saves lives. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hi, this is former Marshall defensive lineman Ryan B, and you're listening to the worldwide leader of Marshall Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Ben Anderson. And I'm Ben Cower. In Marshall baseball news, this past Tuesday, junior starting pitcher Patrick Copen was named the Sunbelt Conference Pitcher of the Week. The righty had a career game in a 6-1 win at Old Dominion last Friday. Copen threw a career-high eight innings and tied his career-best 11 strikeouts in the contest. The Belpre, Ohio native allowed just one run on three hits and three walks in his first win of the season. Copen's 49 strikeouts lead the Sun Belt and rank 14th in the nation, while he gives up just 6.54 hits per nine innings, second best in the Sun Belt Conference. Speaking of Marshall series versus ODU, Marshall is on the road in Norfolk, Virginia and scored the 6-1 victory in Game 1 before getting absolutely shelled the next two matches, losing 5-21 last Saturday and 2-12 last Sunday. Marshall did not fare better at Morgantown on Tuesday, with the herd falling 9-7 to the number 24-ranked West Virginia Mountaineers. Luke Edwards and mm. Gio Ferraro Uh, each recorded their fifth multi-RBI game of the season. Edwards brought home three runs as Ferraro brought home two. 
Marshall got on the board early after Edwards and Owen Ayers were each hit by a pitch to begin the game, and Ferraro executed a sack bunt down the first baseline to bring Edwards home for the first run of the contest. Edwards then tripled home a pair of runs in the top of the second as Ferraro registered an RBI double in the top of the seventh. The Herd also tallied a run on a Mountaineer error in the top of the fifth. Marshall also benefited from a pair of errors in the top of the eighth as Elijah Vogelsong and Edwards each brought home a run. Reliever Cole Agamy threw a scoreless third inning. Marshall now heads to Monroe, Louisiana this weekend for a three-game series versus the ULM Warhawks. In Marshall football news, Marshall officially announces the additions of several key staff members in on-field and off-field roles prior to the start of spring football. Headlining those additions is defensive coordinator Jason Seymour, who joins Marshall after serving as linebackers coach and special teams coordinator for Georgia Tech last season. Under Seymour's guidance, Georgia Tech possessed a pair of all ACC second team linebackers in Charlie Thomas and Ace Ellie. Ellie finished with 118 tackles, four, first, four forced fumbles, and 3.5 sacks, while Thomas had 112 tackles, two sacks, two interceptions, and two forced fumbles. In addition to Seymour being named as defense coordinator, defensive backs coach Chevis Jackson has had his title elevated to co defense coordinator. Jackson's secondary featured Abraham and cornerback Stephen. Gilmore, who finished with three interceptions and ten pass breakups last season on the offensive side of the ball. Marshall hired Derek Shea to be its new tight ends coach. Shea comes to Marshall to spend the 2022 season working with Missouri's offense as an offensive analyst. On special teams, Marshall added a quality control analyst in Rhett Perling, who comes from Boston College and assisted with special teams at Bryan University. Perling is a former player at the University of Nevada. Other additions to the Herd off-field staff include Joe Carter as the Herd's manager of football operations and Kate Roll, who comes to Marshall as the director of recruitment operations. Carter previously was a football operations assistant for Arkansas, while Roll comes to Marshall after having served as a student recording student re- recruiting assistant for Michigan State's program the last two years. And we'll take another quick break, and when we return, we'll update you on the Marshall women's soccer team, tennis, track and field, golf, and close out the program. You're listening to Herd Roundup. This neighborhood sure has changed in my lifetime. You know there was a time when people like me couldn't live here because of their race or the color of their skin. I'll never forget how I felt being told I wasn't welcome in this neighborhood, that this apartment was for whites only. That got better over time, but some people still didn't get equal treatment when it came to finding a home. Well, I own this building now. The Fair Housing Act made a difference for someone like me. It gives us the opportunity to live in communities of our choice, free from discrimination. The Fair Housing Act makes it illegal to discriminate in the renting or selling of a home because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, familial status, or disability. If you believe you have experienced housing discrimination, contact HUD at 1-800-669-9777 or go to www.hud.gov slash fairhousing. This is former Marshall men's basketball player and CIT champion Rondell Watson, and you listen to the worldwide leader in Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. 
And I'm Ben Anderson. In women's soccer news, Kevin Shank has joined the Marshall University women's soccer program as an assistant coach. Shank joins the herd after most recently working as the goalkeeper's coach for the Indiana University women's soccer program. In addition to his two-year stint at IU, Shank has served as a head coach and assistant coach at various high schools, clubs, and ODP levels for the last seven years. Shank was a member of two NCAA tournament teams as a goalkeeper himself at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. In tennis news, the Marshall University tennis team goes on the road for the second straight weekend with a contest at Texas State on Friday and at Louisiana on Sunday. Johanna Strom is 13-1 during the spring season in singles and is 9-3 at number one doubles with partner Emma Vanderhayden. The doubles pairing of Rick Galar and Gabrielle Clareau sport an 8-23 record in doubles this spring, while Ailing McGrain and Sophia Hurrian are 9-0 in doubles. Dorajeda Djokovic has an 8-5 singles record this spring. Texas State enters Friday on a six-match losing streak. And the Louisiana Raysian Cajuns enter the weekend on a two-match skid, falling at Coastal Carolina and Georgia Southern. Meanwhile, the Marshall track and field teams competed in the Weems Basket Invitational at the University of South Carolina last weekend, finding pace and success. Ten Marshall track and field athletes placed, including the current Sunbelt Men's Track Athlete of the Week, Brett Armbrister, winning the men's 800 invite with a time of 152.09. A pair of second place finishes led the women Saturday, including Rebecca Maris, runner-up finish in the discus. The women's 4x400 team set a season-best 3 minutes and 45.33 seconds. In men's golf news, the Marshall men's golf team shot strong and below par for its final round in the Golf Week slash AGT Intercollegiate, earning the team a ninth place finish for the tournament at the True Blue Golf Club at Pauley's Island, South Carolina. Leading the way for Marshall was Tyler Jones, whose birdie on his final hole, the par 5 number 9, completed a 2-under-70 a that led him, or left him excuse me, tied for 16th at tourney's end. Ryan Bilby turned in another round under par for the herd, birdieing three of his final five holes to finish at one under 71 on Wednesday, which gave him his second round of even par or better on the week. Marshall now takes a couple weeks off before ending the spring season in the Mountaineer Invitational, hosted by West Virginia University on April 17th through 18th. And finally, in women's golf news, the Marshall women's golf team also ended its run at the Golf Week AGT Intercollegiate with sophomore Emily McClatchy, sharing a 3-over-74 to lead the Thundering Herd, who finished 11th in the team standings. McClatchy individually finished the tournament in 16th place. Teammate Olivia Cochins Day started with a birdie, and and she later found two more birdies on her final nine en route to a 79 that left her in 45th place overall. Coaching also counted for three of the eight birdies Marshall saw as a team on Wednesday. Marshall women's golf gets back to action pretty quickly as it returns to Huntington for a few days rest and practice and then heading to Richmond, Kentucky for the Colonel Classic which starts this upcoming Monday. And that will do it for this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Tune in uh, again next week as we recap all the news for the week that was at Marsh Athletics. For myself, John Boggess, and the rest of the FM88 sports team, I'm Ben Anderson. And I'm Ben Cower. Thanks for listening to another edition of Herd Roundup. Don't forget to check out our entire broadcast schedule on our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WMUL underscore sports for more on the Thundering Herd.
Thanks for listening to Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week at 5.30 for the most complete coverage of Thundering Herd Athletics on 88.1 WMUL. You've been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.